0: Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, 5'2, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K.
1: Welcome to Hour Two of tonight's Andrea Kay Show on this Friday. Let Friday! me tell y'all that, mm-hmm, It's Friday. And it's a little on the chilly side in San Diego this week, I gotta tell y'all, but you know what? It's still going to be a beautiful weekend, and I'm super excited. Um, before we get into any of the rest of the hot topics of the hour, because yeah, we're gonna—I've got an update for you guys on the border situation. Um, there's a media, major media story that's trending today to share with you guys. It has to do with the cancellation of somebody that you all love so much. The United Nations and the World Health Organization just might have a plan to interfere with our election. So those topics to get into. But before I get into any of that, I got to bring in this guy who always makes me laugh. The orange fingered friend, you know, as DJ Carrots.
0: He's brunette, five foot eight, 200 pounds of cheese curds in khakis. Here he is. DJ Carrot Sticks. <laughs>
2: Things in the mix on a Friday night.
1: Did you actually get Lonnie to record that for you? Yeah. The the, one and only Lonnie.
2: The best part of that was in the beginning, you know, you'd always hear. It's back when Cameron was our production guy. Shout out to Cameron. I miss him. Um, But you would hear him like slate it. He goes, okay, here's i I'm doing uh, your uh, read here for, hmm, this, this must be some kind of joke.
1: Uh, (laughs) I, I don't get it. But here's, here goes take one. (laughs) he's so legendary that i that it bothers me when i hear his voice on any other like outlet okay
2: very recognizable we call him mr voice around here
1: yes he is absolutely amazing what should we call you mr besides dj carrot sticks sticks mr what sticks in the mix you work
2: i'm i'm the mr assistant operations manager
1: and you were also tugboat Todd for a while.
2: I am still tugboat Todd on uh, our sister station uh, KPRZ. Tugboat Todd pulling you across the seas of Z. <laughs> I mean, um, boy, that's It, it has. It, it really has been cold lately. It's the wind. Yeah, the wind has just been ripping through.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I am not help myself. <laughs> I'm, I'm supposed to be like a serious conservative, <laughs> I know. okay? But you know what? I've been yeah, in I, radio I, for 20
2: years. That's the one chance <laughs> I got to play that sound effect. It's still funny. We were talking about off there. It's still funny to guys, you know, oh, breaking well, yeah. break wind and uh, other. You can but,
1: use the f word on the AK show,
2: and so. The, you know, my dad, he's 84 years old. Or he's 83. Or no, he's 84. I'm sorry. just turned 84 last November. And still to this day, we've watched the movie. Me and him have watched the movie together over and over hundreds and hundreds of times, Blazing Saddles. Uh, and yeah. still the scene the around beans, the campfire eating yeah. the beans. It's, it's, it's legendary. He starts choking. He laughs yeah. every <laughs> time. We've seen it a hundred times. We know the words. But every time that the campfire scene always makes him crack up.
1: Well, you know what? There's another remake coming out of a comedy. Uh, It seems like every time we turn around, there's a remake. Now it's Mean Girls. There was no need to remake the Lindsay Lohan, um, Rachel McAdams movie. That's a girl's comedy um they remade the longest yard which was one of my favorite comedies when i was a kid uh that starred burt reynolds did you ever see that original i've never yes. watched the adam sandler one yeah, the yeah, original yeah. one they did they remade it the original one because i know it was because of the gay stuff that was in there like the the men, the gay cheerleaders get that ball in, hold yeah. that ball in, don't let it go um but they haven't remade blazing saddles do you think it's because of that scene
2: no, um, or do
1: you think it's just so iconic it, they can't remake they, it? They
2: can't. It's too. Uh, they, there's so many movies that they can never remake nowadays because of the quote-unquote woke people. Yeah. Um. There. You know. I don't know how you would do that. And uh, you know, Mean Girls, the original one. How? I mean, it hasn't even been that long, right?
1: No, so, no, it hasn't.
2: I'm surprised. I mean, Lindsay
1: Lohan is in, in her 30s. I mean, it's like, you know. Or, they should
2: have done a sequel or something yeah. else, but why? Yeah, the original. I don't even... oh, well, I guess the original one came out in 2004. That is 20, 20 years, years ago. Okay. So, but well, they, they, everything nowadays, like you said, it's always all these remakes. And, that, and then if it's not a remake, it's a prequel. And it's usually yeah. usually the prequels are written by someone who's not even associated or anything with the original person. So they kind of yeah. just make up. Oh, like the most recent one, uh, Wonka. I think that's I didn't a not that. I, I think he's yeah. like younger yes. or
1: something. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't did we, bother to go see it. Did we need? Just like Wonka? I didn't like the yeah and i didn't like the remake of willy wonka with uh, um which with the tim burton version yeah. with johnny depp it's like it was not supposed to be there was a little bit of darkness like you didn't really know uh, over the gobstopper, the the mysterious guy um but just to turn it into tim burton it's you know he ruined the batman series for me the one that he what? did with that was the, the best one 89 with oh. michael keaton Well, no, I like Uh Michael Keaton, but there was another one that he did. No, the one with that had Danny DeVito
2: as the penguin.
1: Yeah, Yeah, that was was a little too. Yeah, that was I didn't like that that element of it. Um, I love Michael Keaton as Batman. He was my favorite. I I think he was Um, the best one. Absolutely. Um, But yeah, I didn't like that remake at all. Um, because I mean, Gene Wilder, there was something so even though you know he pulls the prank at the opening where he, you know he comes out on the cane and then he you know wows everybody with the with the you know flip, you know th- it, there was something mysterious and cheeky and a little dangerous about him, but it was still just so sweet. It was, the first one was sweet. I yeah. just it, I don't like it. The second one was too freaky deaky for me. I, um, I think it was Johnny. mainly
2: Johnny Depp's acting.
1: Made made his interpretation They
2: played him so weird and the makeup. Yeah. They made him yeah. really pale.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. Like it just reminded me too much of Danny DeVito as the penguin. penguin. It's like same makeup. It was a, yeah. Um um that he still looks better than Joe Biden. I'm trying to segue here into yeah, something I was say, serious. It's gonna be a
2: hard segue. Sorry. So
1: but that's okay. Biden was in Ohio, uh, Iowa today, and it was kind of a disaster for him, as you can imagine. He goes to this. I don't know if he was in a restaurant, a cafe. It looked to me like maybe it might have been a bowling alley. Um, so he comes in, and a staffer literally. I mean, he's having to be guided everywhere. Literally, doesn't know where he is. At one point, he goes behind the counter and tells people, "I, am Joe Biden. I work for for the government." I don't know if he was trying to be cheeky. He gets mad at a question somebody threw at him, and he and and then he like it had to do with SecDef Austin, and then then sure enough, he's you know he's like aggravated because they're trying to talk to him about something serious, and he's making a beeline over to some teenage girl. That he then bends over and starts sniffing at her. I mean, it was like you got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. The worst, though, is—and this is what's be here. We are right now. We're bombing the Houthis. We're about like in World War III. We've got an invasion at our southern border, and we've got this guy as our commander in chief. I want you to play the Biden staffer clip on the bottom of the stack.
2: Uh,
1: uh, I guess that wasn't a really good clip for radio. But this staffer's walking him in, uh, Joe Biden, into an event, and she sees a guy over there, and she says, uh, look, he wrote his name on his shirt so that you can find him. Huh? Commander-in-chief? We're we're literally at war right now, bombing some people all around. We're in a proxy war in Ukraine. And our commander-in-chief has to have people write their name on their shirts so that he can figure out where he's going and who he's going to talk to. How in the world could anybody, I mean, I I don't understand why there's, it's even close in the polling for 2024. Quite frankly, I don't understand why the entire American public has not demanded that he leave office immediately. Is it because of Kamala? Could she possibly be worse? I don't know. I don't know. Speaking of Iowa though, Rand Paul, who who has not announced uh, in uh, his endorsement? The Iowa caucuses are Monday. I'm not really sure why everybody makes such a big deal about the Iowa caucuses because, quite frankly, it doesn't seem as though it ever matters. It seems you know it seems as though it's almost like everybody who wins the Iowa caucuses goes on to lose. I'm not even sure why it really matters that much. Um, but Chris Christie dropped out of the race this week and refused to endorse anybody in his hot mic moment. Um, he was bashing Nikki Haley, saying she's going to get smoked. And then you could tell he 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 gets cut off, but you can tell that he's about to say, Nick, uh, DeSantis called me worried that I was going to endorse Haley. And so he didn't endorse anybody. And then Rand Paul was asked today who he was endorsing. And he said this, Sticks, if you can play the clip. I'm not
0: ready to make a decision, but I am ready to make a decision on someone who I cannot support. So I'm announcing this morning that I'm never nikki. If you go to nevernikki.net, you can let her know that you're not a supporter either.
1: I don't think any informed or knowledgeable libertarian or conservative should support I agree. Never Nikki. I have been never nikki since um, Sticks, you might have been doing my show back when Nikki Haley, there was the Dylan Roof shooting and she started removing the Confederate flag and then the, she removed the Confederate flag, Confederate flag and then everybody jumps in on it. And remember, Dukes of Hazard got taken off the air. I don't know if you ever remember any yeah. of that. I was never Nikki then. Yeah. Uh, Rand Paul goes on to say in the clip that she's a warmonger, uh, made millions off the military industrial complex. And then he also went on to talk about Um, her suggesting that Americans shouldn't be allowed to be on social media unless they were outed and use their ID instead of being able to be anonymous. And he talked about our founding fathers in George Washington and about how, as they were leading a revolution, they had to, you know, they relied on the ability to, you know, post. I'm not sure what he was talking about, um, post, um, anonymously. So, um, the Vake Ramaswamy has a theory that DeSantis is going to join with Nikki Haley, with him uh, on the VP side, and that then the forces that be will remove Trump somehow. Vivek has actually been alluding to an assassination, which I think is dangerous and I think is, you know, concerns me. I don't think it's almost as though, look, um, if you want to, he actually said the other day, if you want to save Trump, you'll nominate me. Um, which to me is like if you don't want Trump killed and assassinated you're not that's a that's a little too I, I don't really care for that tactic but anyway he's he's basically saying that the plan is is for Nikki Haley and DeSantis to join together uh, the forces that be are gonna get rid of Trump in one way or another and then uh, Nikki Haley who who I agree with him on the fact that I think that she is right now the Una Party wants her to uh uh, become president in 2024 because um, she is really a democrat and she will solidify everything uh, that the democrats and permanently entrench everything that uh, the uniparty and the communists want and the globalists um, speaking of giving the democrats everything that they want the senate's order deal negotiated by james lankford in oklahoma has been leaked and when we come back i'm going to share with you some of the gory details where do you get a load of this stay tuned
0: andrea kay bringing the world a much-needed reality check you're listening to the andrea kay show on the answer san diego
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I really don't want to talk anymore about this border because there's it's inexcusable. We're toast as a nation. If we, number one, continue to leave the border open and number two, don't deport every illegal that's in this country. So the Senate GOP border deal has been leaked. Here are some of the uh, gory details, according to Chris. Uh, Chmelnyski, who is the president of the Immigration Accountability Project, he says there's nothing in there that restricts immigration. In fact, it's going to encourage encourage more people to come. He says it would reward uh, illegal migration and encourage more foreign graduates to take jobs from Americans. Um, here's some of the things that the border deal would include: increase green cards by 50,000 per year, work permits for adult children of H. Uh, 1B holders, immediate work permits to every illegal alien released from custody. And there are millions in this country, 10 million, 10 to 15 million just in the last few years in the Biden administration. And get this, this from the Republicans, taxpayer funded lawyers to certain UACs and mentally incompetent aliens, five, expulsion authority for a limited number of days only if encounters exceed $5,000 a day, $5,000, 5000 a day over a seven-day period, restricts parole for those who enter without authorization between ports of entry. Chemensky says the still-secret draft deal is a sellout, quote, is a sellout, It's going to continue to allow illegal migration. It's saying, oh, we'll let 5,000 people come here illegally a day, and then after that, we might try to stop the next 5,000 per day. It's completely a sellout. Crazy! This is where we're at, peeps. This is where we're at. Why would I, why would I vote Republican anymore? You know, James Langford was here and was the keynote speaker at the local Republican Lincoln Reagan dinner in February or March. I think it was this year. Sat at the table next to us, and I met him, and I kept the card from his staffer, and I just never invited him on, and you know, I I just I uh, I certainly never will now. Because this this is just, this is a betrayal, a complete betrayal of America by an entrenched uniparty establishment that is just taking our country away from us and giving it away. What else can I say about it? We might as well talk about something fun, right? We might as well talk about uh, something else that's going on uh, this election year, Um So next week, the World Economic Forum, speaking of globalism and open borders and a one-world government, new world order plan, the World Economic Forum has their meeting in Davos next week. The theme for it, by the way, is rebuilding trust, as if, you know, I know I have never had any uh, trust in the United Nations or the World Economic Forum, rebuilding trust. What a bunch of crap. Well, anyway that's kicking off monday that's probably more important for us to be paying attention to than the iowa caucuses they uh they put at, in advance of the meeting they released their two year their priorities top 10 priorities for the next two years at the top of the list is quote misinformation and disinformation this, the world economic forum their top 10 priorities Economics and and quote, economic downturn, number nine on the list. Because this is all about controlling the flow of information, stopping the flow of any information that contradicts their agenda, which most importantly includes climate hucksterism, as well as the ability to seize control over every nation under the guise of healthcare. And already, one of the things that's come out is that the United Nations and the World Health Organization are now warning about a new pandemic. Coming our way uh, regarding, uh, but but here's here's the tricky part. I don't quite understand. Uh, they said that they've identified an "quote unknown pathogen disease X" that will be twenty times more lethal than COVID nineteen. Well, my first thought is, if you've identified, how have you identified it? If it's unknown, and if it's unknown, how do you know that it's twenty times more lethal than COVID nineteen? And not only that. But these are the same people that lied to us about COVID-19 and that it was going to kill 20 million Americans. Instead, we've got now new reports that 17 – I haven't had a chance to dig into it, so um, uh, I am. But there, Tucker Carlson had a guy on his show that says they've done the math around the world and 17 million people have died as a result of the shots. I know that millions of Americans died because they were denied proper treatment, allowed to sit at home getting sicker by the second until they were practically dead. Then they show up at a hospital and they're forced to take remdesivir and be put on a ventilator. We know Americans died from drug overdoses. The number one healthcare person in the state of California, can't remember his title, said within the year of COVID that more people die, were dying from drug overdoses. Fentanyl has killed more people so far than I believe uh, the number of troops in all the wars. Is it all the wars that we've had? World War II, WW1 and the Vietnam War, nobody's talking about it. But now they've got we're now we're these same people are now trying to get get us freaked out uh, uh, regarding disease X. And just like COVID was used to destroy an election and to seize and, and steal an election in 2020, this might possibly be the plan to interfere with and to hijack 2024. I don't know. that's I just I'm asking questions here. I'm just asking questions. All right. We're going to take a break. We come back. There was a convention last week. Let's shift gears and have some fun. There was a, Do you like conventions? Well, Comic-Con has kind of been almost ruined here in San Diego. Speaking of COVID, ruining things or people ruining things because of COVID. Well, there was a convention that happened last week that really caught my attention. And I'm going to talk to DJ Carrot about it when we come back.
0: You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego.
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. So um, I think it was yesterday we were talking about there was this new dating app um, called, I can't remember the name of it, but it was designed for black men who like big white women. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Look, everybody's got a type, okay? I've always been partial to the, you know, tall, dark, and handsome, right? Oh I think it's, my. well, I mean, you know, I'm short and blonde, right? So they say opposites attract. So maybe that's why I've always been more partial to, plus, you know, grew group in the South where most, you know, we didn't have a whole lot of blondes roaming around. Um, in fact, I always felt weird with blonde hair when I was growing up down there. Um, so everybody's got a type. Um, so we talked about that last night and we talked about dating apps and I guess because my phone maybe was listening to our conversation or maybe somehow, I don't know how it showed up. It had to have been that conversation or maybe just because, you know, I clicked on a link to this, that dating app, but I got alerted to a convention that took place last week in Seattle and it was FatCon. Yes, FatCon. Hey! 呵呵呵呵呵呵，嗯嗯嗯嗯。<laughs> <laughs> Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh, that's one of my favorite George Michael songs. Um, okay, so FatCon, here's how they're bu- here's how they build it. Join us January 5th through 7th at the Hyatt at Olive 8 in downtown Seattle. Come and enjoy the biggest fat celebration of the year with over 30 plus hours of programming, amazing keynote speakers, a fashion show and a vendors hall all geared towards generating fat joy and informing the fat experience. It's going to be the convention you've always wanted to attend, okay, so look, I've always said, I even said yesterday, um that whole waif thing in the nineties where every- you know uh heroin chic was another way that it was called, everybody walking around looking like skin and bones, you know i you know that's not how the majority of women look in this country, um but that doesn't mean and and I don't think anybody should hate themselves for how they look. But for some reason, there is a movement to normalize the dangerous, from a health standpoint, obesity epidemic we have in this country. One of the number one comorbidities for COVID was obesity. And that was because it involved high blood pressure with the obesity, it involved adult onset diabetes, which is related to weight, and all these other health issues, right? And it's almost as though, if you look at it from the political standpoint, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's you know, and if you think that the government is with the FDA and the NIH and the NIAID, all in these public-private partnerships where our government is being compensated and making money off of sick people, then it may make sense for why they're pushing obesity on the country. Um, but, I, I mean, so... But in the same token, I mean, this is this isn't the government who put out this convention. Here's you, and there were different levels of ticket. Here's here's one level of ticket, fat friend. And then, of course, with each level of a ticket, you get more and more, you know, you get to attend more and more things. The plump patron, the fat bay, or fat royalty. And if you're fat royalty, you get a fat con t shirt, you get the VIP goodie bag. You get a hotel room in a main venue, you get a custom badge design, access to the hospitality suite, although I don't know how many people get to fit in that if they're, you know, um, I don't know. I mean, do you have, do you have any visceral reaction, uh, to a fat convention, uh, Ses- uh, not sesame, carrot sticks?
2: Well, I was a little s- disappointed because at first I thought it was a con uh, celebrating ch- the actor Chow young fat the, uh, <laughs> the the actor from Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon.
1: <laughs> so it,
2: it wasn't a con about him, huh?
1: No. Uh, the keynote speakers are dressed in a dominatrix outlet, uh, outfit is a lot of bootay. Huh. Ha, 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 That's creative. <laughs> and, then, and then we've got Tigress Osborne. And then we've got Doctor Bianca Loriano. The, then we've got Madame E, legendary guest. Madame E, legendary. Have you ever heard of this Madame E? Bah! No. And then we've then we've got fierce fat Femme. We've got. Saucy West, and we've got world famous Bob. Okay. Are there not <laughs>
2: Bob Walters? Is there what's Bob doing there?
1: This is a, this is obviously a dude. How it, there's like 59 million Bobs around the world. World famous Bob. Bob, which Bob, and then um, the biggest of all is Big Burr. Now, I don't know who Big, Bird? Big Burr is, Sesame not Street? Big Bird, oh. but Big. Burr, B U R R, and he's a black huh. dude. Uh. He's got 32,000 followers. He's a reality TV star from the Zeus network. I uh, uh, never heard of him. <laughs> um, let's go to <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to a a, a lot of boutes. Um, her bio here, hailing from the Bay Area, this international cabaret and burlesque bay sensation was raised by the South, dressed by drag queens, and cut her teeth in San Francisco's beautiful, smoky underbelly. Oh, gosh. Um, hmm. the, the sinfully saccharine siren of San Francisco. <laughs> That's <laughs> clever. She won the Sassy Lassie Award for the Burlesque Hall of Fame. Let me uh let's let's move on to Tigress Osborne. She is a fat rights advocate and executive director for the National Association to Advance Fat Acceptance, NAFA, which is the world's oldest documented organization working towards equality at every size. She is the co-founding uh Leader of the Campaign for Size Freedom, which supports passing legislation to outsize size discrimination. Okay, so now I'm getting aggravated because these are the people that are behind things like, I don't know if you heard about this, uh, Carrot Sticks, but Southwest Airlines is now giving away entire rows of seats Yeah. for plus size passengers. I'm surprised. We need to not be rewarding people that are inflicting major health crises on themselves with overeating. This is not, and I'm not fat shaming here. I'm talking about the fact that we have a health crisis in this country with obesity. And the solution is not to treat them as though they're innocent victims. These are not people that were born this way. There is nobody that is that 400 pounds Um, without having, without having it be self-inflicted through their own behavior. And what's going to happen is all these advocates who ends up paying for it. You and I, you and I, you do not deserve to fly on a plane and to go on vacation. That is not a right that you have. It is not public transportation. How much more are you going to have to pay for a flight ticket so that, uh, the saccharine, uh, siren sassy has too much bootay. (laughs) That ain't my problem. We shouldn't be celebrating the lot of bouteille. We should be telling people if it can't fit in a seat, it's too big. Okay, that's that's the problema. Okay. Well, I'll because tell I'm, you,
2: at this con- at this convention would be the best time to wear that perfume you were talking about—the uh, fried chicken perfume.
1: <laughs> Which actually, no, it wouldn't be a good. Gr- it'd be dangerous. Well, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be safe. It'd be good for me. But even sadder though is they've got the um, oh. It's the Fat Babes Marketplace. I thought it was for fat babies. No, it's not. Okay. It's not. Thank goodness. Um, uh, There is the – some of the sponsors for this event is the Mattress for a Bigger Figure, (laughs) Big Fig, and the plus-size retail store called I Want Seconds.
2: (laughs) I got to give these people props on these names.
1: Yeah, it's very creative. Yeah. I mean, the Plus Bus – We've got um heavy duty vintage. We've I like got the siren of Sakura. Yeah, the uh, we've got the um chub rub, the bone witch. And what was we the one
2: it. second servings or
1: yeah, I, um the, the this is the plus size res- resale shop. I want seconds. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love it. Creative. I like it, but my favorite is the mattress. Big fig, the mattress for a bigger figure. Yeah. That's, that's my, that's my favorite. I
2: could use one of those.
1: Yeah. (laughs) No, you are not this level of big. Okay. I'm talking about, you've seen these TV shows, my, you know, my 400 pound life. Yeah. Well, I. That's just, you know, you're going to die. Yeah. You're going to, your, your, your joints are not going to sustain it. You're, you know, this is dangerous.
2: Well, when you, you know, they always talk about that. You really should shop on the outside of the grocery store on the perimeters that's the healthy stuff, you know, the produce, yeah. the vegetables, when you yeah. get down the middle of the aisles, I mean, it's all just terrible stuff. Yeah. And there's companies out there spending millions and millions of dollars on studies on how to get people to eat more and consume more. Yeah. I mean, it's... And you
1: look at the portion sizes today. Yeah. I go to a restaurant and I bring home something and it will be, I will eat there and then I'll bring it home and I, it will be enough for three more meals. Yeah. That's the kind of portions. Whereas I saw a study that was done a while back, and they were showing that the kids' meals that are served today, well, not, not right now because of inflation. Now everything is being re- reduced uh, in size. It's called shrinkflation. But the kids' meals that were like served two, three years ago before the inflation caused shrinkflation, they, they were bigger than what uh, adult meals were at fast food places in the 70s and 80s. Yeah, And you look at these Stanley Cups, this Stanley Cup craze, 40 ounces. How many people believe that it's just water, that people are just really drinking all the amount of water that they need? No. I mean, how much is that is soda and sugar water and crap? Yeah. Or do you have a, one of them Stanley Cups?
2: No. Well, funny thing, my mom tried to give me one for Christmas, and uh, I asked. I just gave it back to her. I said, no, this is for returns. Because it's mainly women that have the Stanley Cups.
1: Yeah, it's it, it's a woman thing. Yeah, I don't get it. Um, uh, there are people being snatched, beat up, and whatever of their Stanley Cups up in L.A. I don't understand the craze. Y'all, tell me what you think. Are you in on this thing? Um, it, I, I I think that I mean there's are with accessories because there now you can get accessories for these things. There some of these are selling on eBay for like three hundred dollars.
2: The the um Starbucks one. They they teamed up with Starbucks.
1: Oh, is that what it is? That's
2: the one that people are are robbing it and jumping behind the counter and stuff to get it.
1: Over a dang cup. Yeah. I saw a meme today. I think I might have shared it on the socials. It was like, you know, I, we didn't, our generation, we didn't even drink water, uh, 70s and 80s kids. We didn't drink water until we were 30. Okay. We didn't go around drinking water.
2: And if you did, it was out of a hose after you ride right. bikes all day.
1: Yeah. You know, we drink Mountain Dew and like root beer, and I drink Fresca like normal people. Okay. All right. We're going to take a break. More Andrea K. Show coming up. What do you guys think about Fatcom? I seriously want to hear from you guys on the push for obesity in this country. Email me at AndreaK. Show.com. dot Show.com coming up. Hero of the weekend. Stink of the week. Don't go away.
0: k dynamite in a dress or just andrea k whatever you call her she's on the answer san diego
1: welcome back to tonight's andrea k show it's that time of the week in which we talk about hero of the week and stink of the week let me go and see if i've got some recommendations from you guys yeah hi hi um let's see who we've got here for stink of the week and uh All right, so I'm seeing for Stink of the Week, I'm seeing um, a lot of Hunter Biden. I'm seeing Hero of the Week. I'm seeing from you guys, a lot of you guys um, are talking about uh, Donald Trump as Hero of the Week. And uh, one John says... The entire Biden stink, the, stinks, the entire Biden crime family, Lloyd Austin, Hollywood elitist, Christy Cream, Nikki Haley, Ron DeSancta and that lamestream media. It's a lot. Um, Frankie says his heroes are the J6 hostages and all the brave whistleblowers. Um, heroes, you and your male sidekicks for keeping us informed day and in, day out. Also, one retired Colonel Ur er Matthews, who was telling us what really happened on Jan 6. Um, stink Fannie Willis and her compromised lover from Drew. Anthony says Nancy Mace, hero of the week. Um, I like all those recommendations. I have to say that um, oh, my stink of the week has to be the Republican Party, though, because this border deal that they've cooked up. Um, they are in on it. They are in on the invasion of the United States. There's another report tonight that illegal aliens are going to get two years of free rent at brand new apartments in Vermont. Uh, our country is under siege and our government is in on it. So that's my stink of the week. My hero of the week might be these two teens. They've been held as heroes, um, down in Barbados. They're Canadian and they happen to be on a beach, where um, they were 13 and 14 years old and they were there practicing some kind of boogie boarding or something down in Barbados. And they heard um, somebody yelling for help and um, they spotted two people, uh, a woman and her husband that, and he was especially struggling to swim and they were um, the husband and wife were from they were caught in a riptide and they were from uh, Britain and these two young people uh, swam out there and uh, rescued them and risked their lives and you know that's you know we we see so much craziness and insanity with young people today and here's two young people that just heard heard some cries for help and saved two people from drowning so I think that's a really good feel feel good story so that's those are my heroes of the week. What do you got on your mind, uh, carrot sticks? Hi.
2: Um, well <laughs> that's hard to beat. You know, props to those guys. I've been I got stuck in a riptide a couple of times when I was younger and Oh, you it's, did? It's, it's scary, yeah. Um I actually once when I was maybe about ten or so, and uh, I was able because you know that you know what you're supposed to do when you're stuck in a riptide, right?
1: Well, you know that you're supposed to swim parallel, parallel. to shore, but if you're so panicked i could imagine being so that you might well panic and like forget what you're supposed to do well the, the and
2: the reason why it, it, you will panic and the reason why is it shoots you far out from from the shore i mean that that riptide is strong and so next thing you know you're like a quarter of a mile out from the shore before you realize kind of what's going on and you just keep going i mean the riptides can go but yeah you're supposed to swim parallel you're supposed to let it Kind of take you out as far as it can go because it doesn't continue to go. But at some point, yeah, you got to just swim parallel. You can't fight against it. That's when you'll drown. People want, you know, get like you said, they get in panic mode and they just want to swim straight to the shore and and you'll exhaust yourself and drown. So, you know, one time I was about 10 or so and I got caught in the rip current. I did this swim to parallel and everything was fine. Another time I was about 13 or 14. And it just kept going. I kept pushing me out. I mean, I was first, I you know, I passed the surfers and I'm like way out there. And all of a sudden here comes like a scene from Baywatch. Here comes this woman, wow. lifeguard, just sprinting with her, you know, and that uh, hard plastic floaty thing. And she comes yeah, out. Yeah,
1: For people who are not from San Diego, um, you know, and it's and and I, you know, I've been I grew up going to the Florida beaches. It, 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 that's not the same as what's out here. And to see these people, these lifeguards shoot through the waves. Yeah. I mean, if you've never witnessed it, it is something to behold. Uh, the strength that they have, and the water's cold, and they're just they they just barrel through the waves. It's unbelievable. It's a really amazing. You don't want to see it because it no. means that somebody's struggling. Yeah. Um, but when you see that you, you go, Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, They're they're quick and trained and have the ability to do that.
2: And yeah, she, so she came out, she came straight to me and she goes, hang on. And I grabbed on her thing and she swam against the rip current with me in tow and just got, got me back. And and I told her, I said, Oh, like a a few feet out, about 20 feet out or so I go, okay, I'm good here. I I can kind of touch. And she goes, No. I have to take you to the shore. It's, it's, you know, we, yeah. we have to. And I'm like, yeah. no, no, I'm okay. Cause I'm a 14 year old boy. <laughs> and oh, yeah. I, at this point. So there's pride she, kicking she, in. There yeah. was some pride kicking in. And I am chubby. I've always been chubby. So here's this chubby 14 year old kid getting saved by a woman. And she brings me off to the shore and then everyone starts, you know, doing the round of applause. Ah, you know, churn for the lifeguard. So it was kind of embarrassing. Well, but she you saved me. What? Thank you, lady, whoever you were out there.
1: Well, but you saved yourself, first of all, though. I mean, you got out of the, the riptide. So, um, yeah, so I, I love this story, these young gals. And this dude, This you're right, this rip current hauled this couple way out, um, like, like way out. So um, that was a great story. So your hero. Okay,
2: real quick. My hero is Jim Harbaugh, the coach of the Michigan Wolverines. He, you know, he has some connection here to San Diego because he was a Charger. He was a the quarterback for the Chargers. Uh, I in, that. in the late nineties, and then also he was the coach of USD, and I think it was like the best they ever were. Was he was at the co- uh, coach for USD before going to Stanford, before going to the Niners, and then back to college football with Michigan. But it took him thirty nine years. Uh, between being a player himself, being a coach, you know, uh, he almost uh, won a Super Bowl against his brother. I think it was his, yeah, against his brother. Yeah, Ravens Niners. Yeah. And so 39 years and he won a championship and wow. he hugged his dad. And when they won, he he hugged his dad and kind of twirled, lifted him in the air and twirled him around and then hugged his mom and, you know, lifted her up. And just to see that family, yeah. you know, he, he's from nice. Ohio. And yeah. just that, you know, good old fashioned family values, hard work, never giving hard up. hard work,
1: hard yeah. work, man. We need more. We need more of those kinds of role models. Yes. In terms of perseverance and never giving up. And what a lot of people do. And even though I've kind of get, I've given up the NFL recently, you know, um, recovering from my obsession, um, you know, um, the hard work that it takes, the, the people that make it in the, in that industry, college coaching and the NFL, they're there because of hard work. Make no mistake about it. I just hope the and, guy doesn't
2: land with the chargers. I hope Harbaugh yeah. doesn't end with the chargers because we all know yeah. that story, how that goes.
1: Yeah, but. exactly. All right. Well, thank you, my dude, for sitting in with me last night and tonight. Always fun to have you with me. Thanks to the listeners. Thank you, Bob Walters, for being here tonight. Email me at andrewkashow.com if you miss any part of the show. Download the podcast. Have an amazing, super fun weekend, but keep your head on a swivel. And we'll see you Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out.
2: All right, AK, have a great weekend.
1: Thanks, bud. Talk right. at you Monday.
2: All right. T- take care. Bye.